Hello there, Cosmically Awakened listener. Boy, you smell great. Um, so this is a little bit unusual episode. We're going to try to make a tradition out of it. This is a mixtape episode where we're going to go through 20 tracks. Uh, well, I'll describe it for you in a few minutes. But um, the I didn't want to include spoilers of what the final CD mix is. So there is a link to a YouTube playlist in the show notes, or you can go to YouTube and search for Lycorama CD Mix, or Lycorama Mix CD 2021, and the whole playlist will come up. And you can listen to it straight through. So yay, have fun, and here's the show. Hey, I'm Dan Grubb, and over there's Aaron Fletcher-Smith. No, it's not. Okay, yes it is. Dang it, you bested me again. And this <laughs> is the Dan and Aaron Lycorama music. Ba, 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 ba. Oh, man, the whistle was crap. Oh, well, that's a, I'm giving up on that right now. <laughs> All right, I mean, you could take it again if you want. No uh, one will ever know. I was trying to do across the track because I was that was I was looking at it a minute ago, but uh, oh. I'm all right. All right. <laughs> Let me see if I get well, the whistle again. Oh, that was good. Yeah. All right. Go to cross that track. Yeah. I never crossed the track, and I ain't coming back. <laughs> all right, I, I'm stopping now. Um, okay. So, why don't you tell us what tonight's episode is all about? Since so, uh, that saves me from the embarrassment of what I just did. Yes. <laughs> um, and you forgot where you were because you're on drugs that I gave you in a parking lot dumpster with a blow dart. What? what? Anyway, I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna. No, that's that. a great transition, and that was awkward <laughs> as all get out. That totally fits the theme. Leave that. Uh, so yeah, speaking of awkward transitions, um, so it's been, we've been doing this for about a year, and we had an idea of what if uh, every year about this time as an anniversary special type deal, we created uh, a mixtape, a, a mix CD um of just what are the, uh, to paraphrase the dismemberment plans old website, from each of us will provide the ten best songs in the world right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm for they it. had a regular thing on their old website, the five best songs in the world right now, and mm-hmm. whenever they did an update, they would update that list. Um, which I totally stole and had as my uh, instant messenger away message. <laughs> or profile. Oh my god, that's a Whatever deep cut. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, because I remember I used to go Napster those uh, uh, songs that you had, and then I'd be like, wow, that's really good. By the way, another date mark there, Napster. Um, yeah. <laughs> go, go wiki that if you're, if you're trying to figure out just how old we are. Anyway. <laughs> I used to make a copy of the wax cylinder down at for the Library of Congress. <laughs> that was the Should only place to get. Should we load it up, Napster? 
which was the style <laughs> at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We tie a Napster around our belt. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, in those days, I made so many mixed CDs because I drove, well, I was going to say I had a long commute back and forth from school to my parents' house, but you were at school in Indiana. And so when you went back to Northern Virginia, it was a long, much longer drive. But those uh, mixed CDs, you put a mixtape, you put it on a CDR and you burn it. And now Mm -hmm. you have 74 minutes of music ready for your car. Yep. God, I remember you and I used to trade those back and forth anytime that we saw each other over the summer or during the winter break. I, I would give them to my wife when I was done listening to them, or I'd give them to uh, my brother Will. Shout out to Will, who listens to this and is now a devoted fan. Uh, he did a amazing image, which I'll have to uh, provide to Dan in some way, shape, or form, which was uh, a image of... Um, Amy Adams and Adam Driver doing um, deep sea fishing or something like that. Nice. <laughs> and it oh, was a reference right, to the nuclear right. vehicles. Yeah, the nuclear, nuclear fishing vehicle. with a- Amy Adams and Amy and Adam Driver. And it's, well, it was yeah, this fantastic Photoshop. Yeah, nuclear fishing. Had me laughing my ass off. So I got to provide I that to you so you can throw that it up on, uh, yeah, on Instagram or SoundCloud or whatever. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Dan and I would... Um, We'd make these mix CDs, and I think it was kind of 50-50. It was uh, half the time it was let's uh, see what we could do to make um, the starting note um, the same one, uh, or the the ending note of the previous song the same note as the starting note of the next song. So oh, that that's almost a nice challenge. Like, yeah. I never so, did you know, that. You had this, I loved doing that. I absolutely loved doing that. I, I, huh. I, I, I still do that today. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Uh, when you find a song that ends on, um, uh, you know, like a, a major chord that has the exact same, uh, uh, I guess uh, it's the exact same chord as uh, the following song. I just love that stuff. Um, old, as a matter of fact, there's... Soul. What's that? I, don't know. I said Domi Soul because that's a triad. That's all I could think of to add. Fa- Fallatio T da, that's how it goes, right? I don't like you. I'm ending this phone call and talking to an adult. I'm getting a grown up. Haha, <laughs> Nether regions. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, it was half the time it was curating the CDs, and then the other half the time it was like, "Hey Dan, I like these. You'll like them too." You know, yeah. burn. <laughs> you know, hand off, and vice versa. Yeah. You know, hey Aaron. You know, I found out about these. Uh, you know, I was at Wuvit, and, and everybody's going crazy about these. You might, you might dig them. You know, burn ass. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was the mix CD. It was a ton of fun. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Wuvit, by the way, is W U V T. That's the the uh, Blacksburg, Virginia uh, community radio station. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Awesome. That's that's where I got my ninety uh, percent of what I know about music came from there. I came in there oh. with very little knowledge and I left with almost some and, so and, and then good. it kind of it passes it, it's it's like uh, it passes down as well it's it's like second to earth, third order effect because uh, Dan got all of this uh, knowledge base from um, Wuvit and then Dan passed most of this knowledge base on to me and then yeah. whatever 
I didn't get from Dan. I kind of filled in um, from all of my buddies that were uh, Indiana School of Music folks. Uh, yeah. Because the one thing that was a lot of fun about the IU School of Music folks and being part of the Marching Hundred at the time was that, you know, people would come out of the woodwork with, uh, oh, yeah, well, you haven't heard about this one, you know, and they put somebody on and I'm like, oh, my God, who is this? Yeah. You know, so, and it's also especially that time, that, that time when everyone's around 20 and they're all like, oh, no, I know a thing you don't. Oh, yeah, well, I oh, know yeah. a thing because yeah. it's that that macho. I have to be the the alpha but yeah. I'm also a big weenie. Yeah. Uh, so instead of fighting, I'll just show the trivia. Not, not that that's what this podcast is like at all. No, you know what the funny thing is, though, is in you say <laughs> it, triggered, <laughs> it triggered a wave of cringe in the far back of my mind as I remembered <laughs> the number of times that I had done that during that era. And I now look back at it and it's like, who gave a shit? Who fucking cared? It's yeah. like just... Give the people the music, you know. Yeah. But uh, I also yeah, know I mean, thing. but it was it was it was uh, it was a byproduct of the high fidelity era, you know, because yeah, uh, high fidelity and John Cusack and Jack Black. I mean, you know, that was car- that was kind of part of the tongue in cheek bit to being a record or a music snob, and I think yeah. the '90s was this. The 90s was this period of time, well, late 90s, early 2000s, to be absolutely accurate, uh, was, was this era where people were seeing that, trying their best to everybody. I mean, we all wanted to be, uh, we, we all wanted to have that, that John Cusack, Jack Black relationship where it's like, you know, pulling a piece, uh, pulling a single record out of, you know, the deep rest recesses of the, the far back of the record store and putting it on and everybody's automatically in love. It's like, what a, what a yeah, rock and roll yeah. fantasy that is, you know? But you know, it wasn't uh, now, until like, it wasn't until like the fourth or fifth time I watched that, that I went, Oh, he's the villain of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, it's like sucks. that top five girlfriends. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you're yeah. an asshole. Yeah. If you're burning your girlfriends with, that fast for being petty, yeah. you're an asshole. You know? It was the same with Fight Club. I totally fell for it. They're like, oh, wait, he's a bad guy. Got it. Right, they are right. a terror cell. Yeah. Cool. Don't Which is do why that. now, okay. to this day, anytime <laughs> that I see somebody that's got a Fight Club avatar on the internet, I'm like, aha, that ah. person's opinion is probably not going to matter to me. <laughs> They're either 17 or a homegrown yep. terrorist. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, yeah. I I always wanted to get uh, a T-shirt with the Che on it, and under it oh, in yeah. the Che font, it says "murderer." <laughs> <laughs> it's like not to put too fine a point on it, but you know. I mean, he's a, um, kind of a murderer. Yeah, and but, uh, and to be fair, in in regards to Fight Club, awesome book, fantastic movie, really toxic yeah. fandom. Exactly. Really toxic fandom. Yeah, it's like Scarface. Just because it's a good movie doesn't mean like or Taxi Driver. Great movie. Right. Don't be right. anything like that guy though. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, Perhaps this is a parable you should not follow. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway. Um, anyway. Music. Yes. So, the way this is going to work, I have a list of ten or fifteen songs. Aaron has a list of some number of songs we're each going to supply 10 and one of us will do the first one and we'll alternate 
until we have a 20 track um, mix CD. And so one of us will do the first track and one of us will do the last track. Aaron, which one would you rather do? Do you want to do the first, uh, the opener, or the closer? Yeah, I got a bunch of really good powerhouse openers, and okay. I don't want to—I don't want to steal your thunder. So if you've got one that you've been looking at as your opener, um, I, I have a lot of from. great middles. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I—I uh, mean, yeah, I have like one or two that would be a good open, but they're also perfectly fine in the middle. Okay. So yeah, you then go I'll, right ahead. I'll, I'll take the openers then. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna be a little bit greedy and I'm gonna do two songs, one right after another. But nope. they make. Oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Let me explain why. <laughs> Let me explain why. One one is in one is. Is it we will intro. rock you? We are the champions. No, no. So the way that uh, we've got this uh, awesome music playlist that we use for playing video games, and the way that we start it is we start it with uh, "Journey of the Sorcerer," which is only a minute and fifteen lo- uh, minute and fifteen seconds long, uh, kind of play-in song, which was the main theme for "Hitchhikers of the Galaxy." Or I was going to say to the galaxy. Yeah, I, I couldn't Journey remember the Sorcerer by the Eagles. Yeah. The it's one the good intro Eagles to song. Hitchhiker's Guide to the, to the Galaxy. Yeah. And yeah, because the Eagles version is like seven minutes long or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, ours is just the one minute 15 version that's at, on the Hitchhiker's Guide soundtrack. Awesome. But that sting, that swell in that sting is such a perfect intro. That's great. Um, I love that. And then, and this is where I was going to steal the second one, is that we then drop directly into... Come With Me Now by the Congos, which is a powerhouse opening song. Um, now, admittedly, you know, because so much of my musical influence now as, as a uh, aging elder millennial is uh, primarily influenced by video games, um, this was pulled from, I think, the preview music for uh, one of the Borderlands video games. And Amanda, my wife and I, fell in love with it so much we were like, I've never heard that song before. I've never, oh my God, what is that song? It's stuck in my head. And we went, we, we went digging and we, we, you know, found it. And then we were like, okay, that goes to the top of the pile. You know, we, we, th- that needs to be like our, okay, we finished loading all of our ammo and we are now ready to go, you know, take the hurt to the, the bunch of pixels that are our enemies tonight. Um, so yeah, we, we start with Journey of the Sorcerer uh, by the Eagles uh, from the Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide soundtrack. And we fall uh, you right pick, into. Pick one or the no. other. No, ma'am. All right. All right. All right. Well, then we'll start with Journey of the Sorcerer. We'll okay. Start, we'll start with Journey of the Sorcerer. That'll be our first, our first song. Yep. Yep. And then I love, I love it because it plays out at the end with, uh... A circle of force on the guitars. Do, 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 do. I love it. I love it. Anyway, go. All right. I like that intro very much. That was, uh, once upon a time, I was daydreaming about how to make Deuteronomy a live band. And mm-hmm. that was something that would be included is uh, doing, is covering, is opening the show with uh, that song. 
Yeah, yeah. That it's a, an amazing intro It's a song. great opener. Very, very yeah. good. All right. I like that, and I'm going to follow that up um, with actually one that uh, makes sense to follow it up. It will be yeah. from uh, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, um, who I oh, completely love. Um off of I the don't album. know this band, and now I'm super oh. excited. <laughs> oh. Yay! So, new music already! All right! <laughs> all right, so you know how before Monty Python they worked kind of together? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Graham Chapman and John Cleese worked on, at last, the 1948 show with uh, right. Igor. Uh, what's his name? Uh, from Young Frankenstein. Uh, 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 Peter, no. Uh, uh, no. Uh, uh, I love him. He's the best guy. Uh, cannot, I, I'm not going to be able to pull it unless uh, I... I'm unless totally brain farting. Yeah. Um, anyway, and uh, while he was work, while the two of them were working there, uh, the other three... Uh, Michael Palin, Terry, Marty Feldman. Thank you. Oh yeah. my God. I was Sorry. floundering. Yeah. Um, so while Cleese and Chapman were working on Marty Feldman's at last 1948 show, uh, which is where the four Yorkshiremen comes from and the, uh, the bookstore sketch with the, uh, a sale right. of two titties. Right. Um, right. The rest of them, uh, Michael Palin, Terry Jones, and Eric Idle were working on, and maybe Gilliam, I'm not sure, were working on um, this children's show. And despite it being a children's show, it was like the funniest show on TV. And all of the comedians, all the comic writers, all of the musicians would stop whatever they were doing and watch this show. And when it, between these like weird, uh, absurd, surreal, very surreal sketches for children, the house band was the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. And okay, all right. All they right. did Got all it. these okay. crazy songs, Tracking. and they're just fantastic. Uh, um, one of their songs, Death Cab for Cutie, is who the band is named after, Death Cab for Cutie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. They started out as a Dixieland goof-off band. Right. Um, and so two of the songs on their first album, Gorilla, Dr. Jazz and Jazz, Delicious Hot, Disgusting Cold, would be great additions. But for this, I'm going to go with the intro and the outro. Okay. All right. The sort of two main uh, brains of the band right. were... Um, Oh, do not adjust your set. That was an, I was trying to I was racking my brain trying to remember the name. Uh, so uh, Neil Ennis, who wrote music for Monty Python, right? Uh, was he oh, wrote a yeah, lot of the songs? Right. He was like the sixth or seventh Python, and uh, yeah. Vivian Stanchel was like the front man. And uh, so while the the band is doing this like sixteen bar, whatever. Uh, Vivian Stanchel is <laughs> Viv Stanchel is introducing the band. Right. And 
<laughs> so as he introduces the band, you know, usually in these types of, of songs, it's like, hey, over there, there's Barry on bass, and there's Jimmy on the drums. But this, it's like, hey, all right, and there's John Wayne on xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> Liberace on clarinet <laughs> Eric Clapton on the ukulele <laughs> The Incredible Shrinking Man on euphonium Nice, nice <laughs> Just these crazy, crazy <laughs> The Count Basie Orchestra playing the triangle <laughs> Alright, alright, alright Yeah, that's, that's a that's a good start. That's a good intro song. I yeah. love it. And I just hyperventilate with laughter every time I hear it. It's one of my favorite right. songs. So yeah, track two is the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, the intro and the outro. I'm trying to decide whether or not I should be writing each one of these down or... I'll, do you uh, wanna... when, when, I, when I edit this, I'll go and make yeah. a, a final list for us. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um... All right. The Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. That's yeah, uh, Bonzo Dog was a comic strip dog. Uh, and they named it after the... <laughs> just the Doodah Band. Yeah, it's the so name, silly. The name itself, it's just... The, the, the mere name itself, uh, like for me, all it does is conjure up images of the banana splits in those little cars. Yeah, um, it was... So, yeah. 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 That's awesome. I look forward to... Uh, going off after this and uh, uh, doing a, a search to, to listen to that. That's freaking awesome. All right, well... Um, yeah, that whole record is uh, gorilla. That whole record is great. Okay. Anyway, all right, so track three. What you track got? Track three, since, since I already uh, kind of shoehorned the two together, I'll go ahead and do track three as uh, Come With Me Now by the Congos. It's freaking awesome. It's a powerhouse of a song from start to finish. Um, it's uh, just a, a really nice, um, twangy, um, kind of slightly southern-influenced feeling um, uh, rock and roll song, uh, and it, it it just it goes hard from start to finish. And the the singer is just um, won't give up. He's just whoa, come with me now. Well, I'm gonna show you how, and it's it's just so much fun. It's That's awesome. it's a yeah. Um, it's it's one of those where I think it made the rounds in commercials around 2016, 2017, and then it yeah. disappeared off the map. And I've definitely heard it. Yeah, yeah, but it was one of those where I just loved it so much that um, uh, my wife and I we keep coming back to it. It's it's in all of our kind of. You know, hey Siri, put on some rock and roll type of stuff. You know, right, um, right. And uh, yeah, it's so yeah. Uh, oh dang it, she actually listened. Hey Siri, stop. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, stop. Hey Siri, stop. For God's sake, stop. For the love of God, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll uh, kill us all. Yeah. Right. Killing you now, killing you all now. Yeah, I've got my serious sent to a British woman's voice. So every time I use it, it's it's like uh, interacting with uh, M from uh, James Bond. You know, I feel like somebody's <laughs> telling me, you know, the briefcase is set to self-destruct. 
Um, so yeah, now, that's that's now mine. Look is, here, uh, 007. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm now playing sports by anyway. Do we lose um, the news? All right, yeah, that's my third. Is uh, come with me now by the Congos. All right, let's see. Do I want to do that? I've got. I see. Uh, yeah, I think I'll keep it in that vein. Uh, I'm gonna go for track four. Will be unlisted by hot, uh, hot snakes. Unlisted by hot snakes. Okay. All right. They were uh, uh, early two thousands. Swanee Records, and it was. Um, it was. I wish I could remember the name of the the main guy because the main guy was also in like some other big deal rock group. Oh, Rocket from the Crypt. It was oh, yeah, uh, yeah the, the guy from Rocket from the Crypt, who another like awesome That's San a Diego fantastic band. band. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Um, but so his side project, Hot Snakes, the whole album was good, but this one track, Unlisted. It's just such a great. Uh, it's this guitar is like boom and the bass comes in boom 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 and just the just everyone's going like, all right, we're going, 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 going. Right. Um, it's just one of these like high energy. I need to wake up. Let's go. Time to right. start the day. Like if if you exercise you're a psycho but also this would be a good song for that right, right. Um, and the the lyrics are it's a great like f you kind of a song because the chorus is like it's like i'm not waiting by the phone for people to call right like I'm it's just keep going on like, with my life yeah. I'm not hopeful. I'm not listed. I ain't standing by. There's nothing I miss. Nice. It's oh, it's so good, and it, it's just very garage punk. It's just good. Nice. I love it. So yeah, that's a uh, track four. All right. So I got um, well, I've got I've got a whole pile of them now that I'm looking at as as ones to hit. Um, but uh, okay. So for track five. Uh, I'm I'm 100% going to just straight up embrace my my nerd roots here and um, I'm going to say not just Bjork Army of Me but specifically and I think you've heard me go on about this uh, oh, before a the, couple episodes ago yeah yeah the Sucker Punch remix of nice. Army of Me by Bjork and, nice. and so here's why alright so this okay so sucker punch the movie not so good uh the battle scenes (laughs) fucking awesome the battle scenes themselves if you did the battle scenes as like mini short film vignettes and you just you know just kind of winked in a grin that maybe there's a greater story for these characters sucker punch would be a good movie when you stitch it together with the overarching narrative of what's going on it, it, there's a degree of like cringe to the narrative where it's uh, okay. It, it's it borders on the on the bleeding edge between girls' rule and here's a bunch of women being abused in a mental asylum. 
Um, yeah, which is a, a really weird thing to uh, uh, vacillate between. But you know, that's, yeah, that's sucker punch does it nicely. Uh, no, no, not all nicely. you have to do is very abuse awkwardly. people, and they get amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Only in their mind, though, of course, apparently. <laughs> God's sake, it's a fucking weird movie. But anyway, but, um, but, but the song, song came out of it. The, yeah, but f- great songs, plural, because a bunch of bands redid their song so that it fit some of these scenes in, in the movie. And, and that's awesome. Bjork, Bjork specifically did, uh, she worked with, um, uh, I may get this wrong because I'm going to pull it from the deep recesses of my mind instead of uh, wikiing it. But if I remember correctly, it's Tom Bjork and, it exactly. was Bjork and Tom Lehrer. Yeah. Poisoning <laughs> pigeons in the park. Yeah, no, um, it was uh, Bjork It was an and, army um, of me. No mouth. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a sucker punch. It's a sucker punch. We're living in the minds of crazy women it's a sucker punch gonna go beat people up a bunch it's the end of the day god that was terrible Um, where's that collaboration yeah i know right oh man yeah i'm here for it now i want to hear now i want to hear tom lair do an entire song about the um the justice league snyder cut (laughs) <laughs> where it's like he just he just no, talks no. about he's like there's a bunch of fans that came out of the woodwork they said that Joss Whedon's version wouldn't work off we go to good old Zack Snyder it's time to do another one show me a rioter it's the Snyder first cut Snyder first cut anyway sorry um, off we go um, there is no boy wonder it's too bleak <laughs> and it's in black and white <laughs> The post-apocalyptic Batman scene takes 40 minutes, but you'll never get your money back. You'll never finish it. It's four hours <laughs> long. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, coming back to the, the, the Sucker Punch remix of Army of Me, um, oh, the right, thing that I yeah. love about it is that she adds a slow roll into the song, uh, which is done with just a whole bunch of uh, kind of like, you know, uh, tribal pan-european african drums uh and she's kind of wailing and screaming in the background uh like you do if you're bjork um and then it falls right into the song and they've added a little bit of additional punch behind the song so that it very feels very theatrical but then like two-thirds of the way through the song um the the character in the movie kind of has to level up they have to figure out you know that they're not going to be able to uh beat these these generic um giant samurai baddies that are coming at her uh and so she has to figure out the way of the blade and stuff like that um and so it drops back into those uh kind of uh asian european drums motif uh midway through the song and then you get a little bit of that and this is where I think the person she worked with was Don Davis and Don Davis did the symphonic music for the Matrix trilogy and if you remember the Matrix trilogy part of the reason that the cinematic motif of the the Matrix works really well is because the soundtrack doesn't sound like any other soundtracks of that era 
right? Mm. It's just a bunch right. of strings up and then strings down through um, through octaves, right? And they and they would choose yeah. uh, very minor tone, very dissonant octaves, and they would just go back and forth between that. And it it felt like. Um, I want to say it felt like nails on a chalkboard, but in a good way. <laughs> but um, but it worked really well for that for that movie. Um, and then Don Davis went on to do, he did three of the James Bond films, um, and then I think this was another one of the collabs that he did because he was big on doing these symphonic and techno artist collabs during that time. He did stuff with Juno Reactor for uh, Matrix Reloaded. He did stuff mm. with um, uh, the Propeller Heads. Um, cool. But yeah, so I think this is one of the ones that he did where it's he was the one kind of beefing up the background of the Bjork song with uh, symphonic orchestral with these drums and stuff like that. But it's it's just a powerhouse of a song. And it takes the original Army of Me, which is like three and a half minutes long, out to like a full six to seven minutes because that fits that entire short film within the film of Sucker Punch. And it's an amazing scene, and it's an amazing song, and um, yeah. So that's that's my number five because it, it's it's one of those where it's it, it, you know if you're doing a mixtape, you know you want to do a bunch of good like awesome you know head knockers, you know you're like yeah, yeah, yeah this is cool as hell, and then you want one of those songs once you've gotten settled that that you go, wait, what is this? Wait, this is really good, you know? Wow, this is really good. I like this, you know. So yeah, that's that's my song five. All right, I like it. Yeah. All right, so that's we got three in a row that were like, duh, 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 yeah, rah, rah, rah. yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna do my specialty and do a sharp ninety degree turn. Okay. Uh, that was my favorite thing when I made mix CDs and I also mm. did it on my radio show was what's the opposite of this? And then what's the opposite <laughs> of that one? Well, what's the opposite right. of that? Yeah. Um, how can I jar you into paying attention? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to me. I'm vast. I contain <laughs> multitudes. God damn it. Um, I want you to get mad. <laughs> mad with adoration. Um, so I have a couple of short transition songs that could be good. I think I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to bring it down, cool us off for a second with a little 30 second song by Tom Maxwell from Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh, nice. All right. Off of, off of his solo record, uh, Sam Sawyer. Nice. Nice. There's a little 30 second song called Nobody Likes You. <laughs> and it's just him and a piano. Nobody likes you. It's sad but true. The one nobody likes is you. <laughs> and then he, he does another verse. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, it's just a little 30 Love second. It. Like a hotel jazz, <laughs> a hotel lobby piano jazz song. A little 30 second, Nobody Likes You. Um, and then the, uh, the palette is cleansed for whatever the next song is. So that's track six. So over to you for track seven. All right, so... Tom Maxwell, nobody likes you. I gotta listen to that. Um, so the palate it, it, is it, cleansed. 
and the palette is cleansed. So okay. it's like a fresh start. Whatever All right. genre feel you're yeah. going for. Hmm. Well, then we'll do um, we'll do something uh, smooth, uh, kind of fast and pounding, but smooth. Um, <laughs> that's dirty. Um, we'll do we'll do colors. Uh, by Beck off of uh, his 2017 oh. album Colors. Um, I, I there there was a, a period of time where I uh, stopped paying attention to Beck, um, which was a bad mistake to have made. Uh, Beck <laughs> was one of my very first introductions to rock and roll, and and, and it basically kind of set that uh, Odalay set the tone for the stuff that I like uh, from there on. Sure. Um, I, yeah. All of my um, musical digesting style basically drives from falling in love with uh, Odalay because yeah. you've got you've got sampling you've got this very raw um, unprocessed uh, bits and bobs of, of, of rock and roll the guitar stuff like that but then it's also very overproduced as well to to create this very weird kind of you know pastiche sound of the 80s and and the the 70s turned into a 90s album um yeah and then so yeah i, I the, the the that's been the fun thing about uh when i came back to beck uh, years later was that i i spent a good six months listening through his discography and and just um having um itunes or youtube or whatever i had available play me new beck and um this this album colors is uh I don't want to say it's a return to form for Beck because that's not fair to him because the dude, um, like, uh, yeah, he has metam- a few different forms. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he, he kind of goes through a metamorphosis with every album, which is super mm-hmm. duper neat. You know, sure. I think he realized at a certain point, I think on sea change, he realized, Oh, I'm, I, if I don't evolve, um, I'm just going to be this, this constant, you know, haha, there's Beck, he's silly, kind of one trick pony that's, you sure. know, rock and roll but not really rock and roll. So yeah, colors is really neat. I, I like it. It 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 has a um a ryth- uh, a nice rhythmic background beat to it. It feels very Beck. Um but the, the the other thing that I really like about it is it's one of those albums that and, and this is the one that I keep kind of pie in the skying here, is that someday I'll I'll you and I will do the synthwave uh, episode. But it, it feels very, um, uh, very eighties, very synthy. Um, hmm. It's got um, they they use this um, synthetic uh, or or obviously you know like electronic keyboard pan flute uh, for the melody of the song, where it's like. <laughs> And, and it's done in basically what sounds like a, a synth organ selection that would be perfectly at home in uh, Toto's Africa. It, it fe- oh, has the exact okay. same kind of feel, you know. So, yeah, it's a really freaking good song. Um, cool. That's, I, I, I'd say that's, that's, uh, that's our uh, number seven. Number, all right. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go check that one out. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so I'm going to follow up an 80s feel recent song with an 80s song. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with Ian Hunter 
his song. He did uh, Cleveland Rocks. Oh yeah, I love the, the that original, song. Uh, and then right. uh, the presidents covered it for yeah. the Jim Carrey show. Right. So Ian Hunter, he had a great song called Central Park and West. Central Park and West. Off, it, okay. I think it's off the same album, but it's from like 1983 or so. Okay, um, me, me. And it was a favorite. Don't know this at all, so I'm super excited to go look it up. Oh, it's I a love, great song. I love Cleveland Rock, so I'm going to have to go dig that up. That's exciting. I I first heard it, and he was the guitarist from um, Mute the Hoople, Mott the Hoople. Oh, neat. Okay. And so he was yeah. hanging out with, like, Bowie and all those guys. Right, right. Um, So... So I heard this when uh, when Dave Letterman got the Mark Twain Prize, hmm. um, and they I was watching the the video of it from PBS, I guess, uh, the Kennedy Center Mark Twain Comedy Prize, and right. um, Paul Schaefer and the the orchestra was there, and, and so right. he was and as the show was like shutting down and people were filing out, this was the song they played. And I was oh, like, what is neat. that? I right, like that. Right. And right. I had I I picked out like a couple of they only put they only did the lyrics for the chorus. So I was like, okay. Right. Something about Central Park Rest Fest? Fest? Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't right. know, what's that? And I, you know, I did some searching and I finally got to it. And it's this eighties song and it's just a cool like rocker song with like eighties keyboard and and right. horns. And it's one of these songs. It may it it's similar in the feel to um, um, something that a few people that I've seen I've heard here and there after Charles Grodin died. Uh, the theme song from Midnight Run by uh, Oingo oh, Boingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the instrumental version is so good. Right. Um, right. It, I like Danny Elfman. I like his singing, but I prefer the instrumental version of that song. Um, right. But uh, this has a similar feel, but with more more guitar, less Danny Elfman. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not Pee Wee's Big Adventure. But uh, well, give Danny Elfman any soundtrack, and at a certain point, you're going to end up going. Yeah, you get a little bit of. Yeah, but so it's. But yeah, the it it starts out. It's it's so it's hard to describe because it's both. The verses are like thin and ragged. And it's just this guy singing about how he's so isolated and alone in his hotel room. And he's, you know, he listens out the window and there's no sheets on his bed and all the sirens are going outside. And he's like, oh, the cops are harassing the homeless and there's another fire and the ambulances go all night. And, you know, he's all alone. But, you know, this guitarist is downstairs. He can hang out with him. And then the chorus comes in, and all of a sudden there's 20 voices singing. <laughs> in the middle of New York City on Central Park and West. Oh, cool. And you're I, like, I'm excited about oh this. Oh, my right. God. Right. Life is oh, coursing me. through my veins. <laughs> and it's that like. 
it the eighties were so earnest. There was a lot yeah. of earnestness in the eighties that you know right. the nineties tried to get away from with irony and small talk and chit right. chat. Yeah. But and relaxing and chilling out. But the eighties, you know, you listen to so many British artists were like yeah. co-opting African music and yeah. South American music. Yeah. You know, there's so much earnestness all over the right. place. But this was the like, the more like, uh, you know, born to run kind right. of earnestness rather than, you know, a sting I mean, solo record. If we're record. setting the tone, if we're setting the tone <laughs> for earnestness in the '80s. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to very politely point at uh, the giant sign on the wall that says Dolly Parton's nine to five, you know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want di- um, to uh, diverge too far. No, 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 totally. But uh, but yeah, so that'll be my that'll be my number seven is okay. uh, Central Park and West by Ian Hunter. Ian Hunter. That's awesome. OK. Yeah, I love that song. All right. Um, now, okay. So, before we I go into, was this? I guess it'd be number eight. Um, uh, number eight. Yeah. Yeah, number eight. Um, one of the things that I do, and I, you, you've you've heard me do it, and uh, I, I do it. I don't know. Um, I think it's a, a a combination of of guilt and and humility. Is that I usually like to trace where I heard a song backwards. Uh, so that I can admit that I'm it, it, it's it's me basically trying to diffuse the bomb of ever looking like uh, the uh, a John Cusack style character. Uh, <laughs> it's because, the anti-discovery. Right. It's the anti-discovery. I didn't discover it's, it's, it. Yeah. I right. Heard right. about this is, it from this. Right. This is me basically trying to make vanilla. You know, any thought that you know I'm discovering these is is you know this. Uh, you know, I went to the magic, the, the magic music vault in Detroit, Michigan, and you know, <laughs> right. blah 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 blah. Right. I was doing yeah. some excavation, and yeah, I, uh, right. I found this ancient tablet yeah. with notes on it. And oh, right, who, know, right. who knew? I uh, I discovered this yeah. amazing song. Yeah, none of that masturbatory bullshit. Um, yeah. No, what what? So the heavy uh, is this amazing group? Oh, they, yeah. They did How You Like Me Now, which I was in every, yeah. yeah, it was in every, like, Chevy ad or, or you know, car ad uh, for, like, yeah. I think, like, 2012 through 2015 or something like that. But um, yeah. uh, discovering them, uh, I, I also discovered them because they were the, they did the opening theme to uh, Borderlands 2. Uh, which is the best Borderlands video game? Uh, oh, okay, cool. Bar none, uh, and and I just so contextually they start the first Borderlands with Cage the Elephant, um, uh, uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked, which really sets the tone for the video game series. But then when they did the second Borderlands, they wanted to they wanted to um, show that the planet that you were fighting for had changed, that it was under new leadership, and that things were going to be a little bit darker and a little bit more fucked up this time around. Uh, mm. So they did um, they did uh, No Place for a Hero by The Heavy, which is this kind of sad, morose, you know, there ain't no place for a hero. And it's great because 
the first the 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 intro for the first video oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They sh- yeah for the the intro the like the quick time event scene for the intro to the first video game. They show these characters riding it on a bus, and the, they all look badass, and they all look like they're about to take the hurt to the 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 border planet of Pandora. The second game, um, they show the the collective riff rash and trash the uh, all of the bandits and the the, the feral creatures that um, had originally brought the hurt to you in the first video game, essentially being massacred and and cleared away by this new corporation that's moving in and is claiming the planet for itself. And so it shows your the second new wave of characters coming in, and as they're coming in, they're kind of looking out the windows of the bus as these bandits are being killed en masse by the Hyperion Corporation, and the, 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 the skags and the monsters are... are you know, being eliminated en masse to make way for the new corporation. And so it's a great song. Uh, there ain't no, this ain't no place for a hero. It, it, it highlights that perfectly. Um, nice. Yeah. And so that, yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. I'll, I'll go with that song. There was another heavy song that I was thinking about, but I'll, I'll go with that one because I like that. Like everybody knows, well, not everybody, but you know, once you've heard "I like me now," you get kind of the general idea of the type of stuff that the heavy does when they're going to do a powerhouse ballad. But yeah. "No Place for a Hero" is a little bit softer, is a little bit scarier. It, it's uh, they start the song um, with the uh, sound of rain and a shovel digging in wet dirt. So oh. it's like, ah, you're digging your grave. Okay, got it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they, but then they launch into it. It's a little bit sadder, you know. It's awesome. It's a great song. So yeah, that's 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 my next one there. And I've lost track of which song we're on. (laughs) That was eight. Eight. Okay, that's number eight. All right, Right? got it. I think we've each done four. All right. We should probably be keeping track of this. Yeah, I, I'm trying to write. Oh no, down. no, no! I I do the odds, so I think you did seven. Okay, so I got because I, I've got I've got uh, the um, one two because I've I've written down the what's the the dog doodah band the yeah I did Bonzo dog doodah band Bonzo Bonzo and, dog doodah band uh, unlisted, the hot snakes unlisted Tom Maxwell and Tom likes Maxwell you, and then Ian Hunter Central Park and West all right and then I Ian did um, Central Park and so that was your number nine then. Okay. All right. All right. So yeah, if that I'm was doing nine, so now nine. we're on ten. Okay. All right. All um, right. So then we I went defer to, to you college. <laughs> well, it reminds me of this curve that I saw recently, where it was like the uh, the engineering mathematics usage curve, where it's like it, it's it's this big like bell curve that goes up and up and up and up and up and it's like algebra post-algebra geometry trigonometry calculus integrated calculus matrix math is derivatives and then the curve sharply falls all the way down and at the very bottom of the sharp drop off is just this it, like really shittily drawn image of an excel spreadsheet <laughs> it's like yeah that's that feels about right yeah the yeah. rest yeah yeah all, All right, right, so, so number nine. Track ten. Ten. You just Sorry, did nine. That's, that's what I meant to say, of course. Yeah, the heavy was nine, <laughs> so track ten, halfway point. Uh, I'm going to keep it 
low energy, not low, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is going to be uh, classy Freddie Blassie. Do you know who that is? I do not. I'm not surprised. He was a wrestler in like the 40s, 50s, 60s. And then okay. he, was, he became a wrestling manager in the 70s and 80s. Okay. This is a song called Pencil Neck Geek. Oh, yeah! I, now I do know this, and I know why I know it, and I'm not going to yes. pull the rug out from under you. Yeah. So I knew it from... <laughs> A Mr. Bungle live track from probably yep. like 1991 yep. called Existential Blues. And it's mm-hmm. this like 10 minute thing, blah, blah, blah. In the middle of it, they start singing. And I was like, I love that part. That's the best part of that song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, I wonder if that's something else. And so I looked mm-hmm. it up, and lo and behold, it was this wrestler, Classy Fred Blassie. And so in like the, he was in the time of like Gorgeous George in like the 40s and 50s. Right. I guess like the 50s. He was going around trash talking everybody like you know when they do the <laughs> you know on on wrestling shows they'll have like uh-huh. so what do you think about the championship belt coming right. up oh, i'm gonna kill him and rip yeah. his face off and shove it in his yeah. children's pants at night and right. then well, i'll tell you what i think about the undertaker the yeah right yeah 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 <laughs> um he was doing that in you know 80 years ago it's crazy um and so but he he kind of came across this phrase pencil neck geek Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said it was he started in the 30s when wrestling was something that like carnies did. Right. Right. And one of the carnies was this geek who was biting the heads off of chickens and snakes and stuff. <laughs> and he would say that geek's got a neck like a roll of dimes. He's got a <laughs> look at that pencil neck geek. And he was just like right. ragging on this one carny like all the time. Okay. And so he brought it into his wrestling trash talk. Right. Right. But so every verse of this song it's the the style is like a clip clop western song you know like old school sitting around the fire right right um except it's all like a diss track about how there's all these pencil neck (laughs) geeks in the world and i gotta get rid of them and and it's so evocative um okay where he's talking like uh (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's star- the first verse I can rem- I can recite it off the top of my head is uh, back when I was a kid, things were going swell till something happened, drove everything to hell. One night, my daddy stumbled in all pale and weak, said the woman up the block just gave birth to a geek. Uh, <laughs> my mom said, sell it to the circus. What the heck? Dad said, not this one. It's a pencil neck. And if there's anything worse than a than a something something freak than a low down freak it's a scum sucking pee head pencil neck geek (laughs) (laughs) and he goes on and on he talks about how like he went fishing and you and cut up a geek for bait but he when it hit the water all the fish in the lake died (laughs) (laughs) he's like if you're ever eating a steak 
uh, and you need a toothpick, just grab a geek. That'll do the trick. <laughs> it's so oh, I'm so looking forward to goofy. Going listening to this song now. It's so goofy and silly and cartoonishly violent. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Pencil Net nice. Geek by Classy Fred Blassie. And so Fred Blassie, uh, he released it in the 70s. It was like a single, and it got picked up by Dr. Demento. And he played nice. it, and everybody heard it from Dr. Demento. Nice. Um, and then a few years later, he hooks up with Andy Kaufman when he oh, started nice. doing his wrestling women stuff. Right, and so right. he was Andy Kaufman's manager in like 82, 83. They did a movie nice. together. You know, uh, My Dinner with Andre? With, yeah, um, I know the song. Wallace Shawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they did a parody of that, My Breakfast with Blassie, where the two right. of them go get breakfast and they just like sit and talk about whatever. It, it's not awesome, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting in a very 1983 kind of a way. That's and awesome. um, But yeah. Pencil Net Geek is hilarious. And I don't know who, but someone did a follow-up called The Geek's Revenge. It might have been the band. It might have been some other band. Um, but it's from the geek's perspective, talking about how, you know, these people, you know, just because they have pencil necks, someone keeps coming around killing them all. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and, he's, and the geek tries to sing but the rhythm's not there and so like the guitar has to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing until he catches up till he finishes the line (laughs) before he can change chords um but he's such a weenie i love one of the one of the lines was he looked like a zeppelin a real big bag of gas with a big fat belly and a big fat head <laughs> he just like skips the rhyme. He just chose not to finish the rhyme. That's awesome. It's so good. Um, yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been obsessed with with uh, Pencil Neck Geek by Classy Freddie Blassie. So That's that is cool. track ten. That's great. That's great. Pencil Neck Geek. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm totally, especially uh, since since I know the yeah the existential blues context there. I'm I'm super curious and he about has going the, and checking that out now. He it's it sounds like it's like Don Rickles meets Muhammad Ali meets a cowboy <laughs> song. Geek. Oh, awesome! I'm so looking forward to that. Most every night, you know where I can be found, stomping some geek's head <laughs> geek's into the head ground. Into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, it's gonna be hard to hard to follow up on that. Oh, I got a weird one for you. All right, all right, all right. I totally got a weird one for you. All right. Yeah. It's so dumb, but I'm I'm totally fine with it because uh, it's in such a small corner niche of like anybody ever enjoying this song that I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with. I'm okay with. Uh, uh, this is. This is the musical equivalent of uh, Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool, for me, at least. I love it. Um, okay. Okay. To set the stage, oh, the man. year, <laughs> 2004, 2003, something like that, everybody has just finished playing uh, Half-Life 2. Um, YouTube has, has just become a thing. Um, maybe, maybe further on. Maybe... No, yeah, this is like 2009, 2008, 
everybody's finally finished Half-Life 2. Um, the, 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 the nerd community is starting to foment like a good cheese around the core of Half-Life 2. And the memes are starting to come. And this is before memes are really memes, right? This is back when right. everybody essentially referred to quote-unquote memes as, oh, hey, I recognize that obscure pop culture reference, a longer right, phrase right. to later be re uh, replaced by memes. Um, uh, this this uh, bunch of dudes on, um, I can't remember whether it was something awful or 4chan or, or wherever, but they, um, they started... Um, scraping fan fiction archives for the worst fan fiction imaginable and they found one that had been written by i don't know like a seven-year-old or something like that uh which was called <laughs> okay. half-life full life consequences uh which was the story of gordon freeman's brother john freeman who would come to rescue gordon and the, the the YouTube videos out there, uh, it's it's been mirrored and, and, and reposted on YouTube about a million times, but um, it it picked up uh, momentum in the gaming community and, and now it's just kind of this common gaming meme that it, it's a very old meme but it, but everybody knows it if if you uh, there's a bunch of lines from it that um, I still say in the house because we I've showed it to the girls and I turn to the girls sometimes when uh, <laughs> especially as they're growing if they uh, if they if they rip you know their their uh, their jeans as they're growing out of them, I look at them and I go, "The pants were dead," which is <laughs> one of the lines, one of the lines from it because the guy meant to write, "The plants were dead," and he wrote, "The pants were dead," oh, and okay. uh, they they went ahead and because because they did a YouTube video of this terrible fan fiction, they just took misspellings and all, and they they yeah. interpreted them literally in the video. Yeah. So they've the got author these pictures is dead. Of these, the text is yeah. the text. Yeah, exactly. So they've got these images of uh, dead and bloody <laughs> pants, like pair of jeans sitting around. And um, uh, what else? Uh, it is a good day for me to do what has to be done and help my brother to defeat the enemies. Um, so, yeah, somebody, of course, because this was the thing that you did around um, end of... 2000s beginning of 2010 that was the era of auto-tune the news and uh oh, sure. like uh synth uh synth auto-tune songs about a thing that was popular so someone did one about half-life full-life consequences and the guy i don't even know if the guy's out there still but the band name he chose was furries in a blender oh, and God. the song is john freeman and it, it it's out there. It's on it's on YouTube. I, I don't think it's on many other major media platforms because it's it's like a derivative of a derivative of a derivative. Right. But the right. song itself is just banging. It's absolutely banging. As as uh, you know, as, as far as one of those you know uh, auto tune the news remixes can go, um, and we love it in our house, and we reference it all the time. Um, it's it's just so silly. That's my favorite part about it, you know. Gordon Freeman over here, and John Freeman flew to where Gordon Freeman was fighting. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> great, and and, and the, the song. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, furries in a blender. John Freeman. The the Half Life 
full life consequences auto-tuned song to <laughs> to to hat tip the parody in video of a fan fiction of a video game half-life oh yeah that is the worst subtitle yes i've ever heard and i will i will own that i will own that like a badge of pride that, so yeah, that's, that's the a, subtitle of your doctorate thesis yeah that's exactly it yeah when i get my my mhpqlmd phd uh, <laughs> i'm gonna staple that right across the top of the uh the doctoral thesis so yeah that's it okay <laughs> and what do i follow that up with i'm so sorry um, no 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 you're great you're great i think let's see i have I have three that could work after that. One is another silly transition one. I have a silly transition, a rock, and a funk. I think after that one, I will do a funk song. Nice. And uh, for it. So this is Cool in the Gang. And. Uh, I found out recently that my best of 1969 to 1976 album with the purple cover does yeah. take it. Yeah. That CD is like $95 online now. Oh my Apparently God. Apparently it was rare, which that sucks because I was looking. That CD was our like, teenage that was, lives. That was oh my God. soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, I have this like 20 like some wow. year old. 25 year old CD and the last few tracks are starting to skip. So I'm oh, like, no, yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll just get a new copy. Oh, yeah. it's a hundred dollars. <laughs> oh wait, that's okay. Not <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go get uh, the records that these songs come from. Cause that, and that save album $50. itself, that album itself is so good for the fact that whoever put that greatest hits album together, made sure that every song like was it, it's the same thing that you and I are doing here. They made sure that that greatest hits album stitched together end to end flawlessly because yeah. every song perfectly flew into each other on that on yeah. that album. I remember you and I doing road trips to that that album, like yep. driving around the neighborhood to that album, and yep. I just I, I still remember the the opening of that with "Can't Get Enough." It was just oh my god, just drops yeah. you right in. The funky and it's stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Guess what? Now you love funk because of this album. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. I don't want to steal your thunder. I'm sorry. So I was I was thinking maybe pneumonia, but I'm going to go with the, uh, the last track of that one, and it's the title track of the album it comes from, Spirit of the Boogie. Yes. It's a yes. cool record because it has, Spirit yeah. of the Boogie has jungle jazz, which is... Um, Jungle Boogie, but like a, right. more of a jazz feel, fusion feel. And, I've heard um, that maybe once or twice. I know which I, I know that song where it's yeah. the, the smoother version of Jungle Boogie, and it's interesting. It's kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I and, do dig it though. And there's a sequel slash cousin of Summer Madness called Winter Sadness, <laughs> and except for except for Winter Sadness, which is very mellow. All the others, yeah. it's it, it feels a lot like War. Just very cool, very 1975. Uh, I love it. But yeah, neat. Spirit of the Boogie. Yeah. 
Yes. I oh love my God. that song. It's so yes. good. And it has that slow fade out. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's could put it on repeat. Of the boogie. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy That's shit. a good yeah. one. Absolutely. I really love pneumonia too. That's the one where the verse is in four and the chorus is in five. Da-da. Yes. You know, but, I actually uh, but, I, I yeah, use Spirit that of the song Boogie. that that song pneumonia. I use that in um my uh uh my um communications uh my com three sixty when I was filming um film on like film reel i think we were using like 18 millimeter 16 millimeter film i did yeah. a uh me and a bunch of friends uh that were in that class we we did basically kind of like our our, our tarantino a team kind of 70s and 80s era action movie hat tip uh and we filled it with uh ninjas and and cops and stuff like that and i used that song pneumonia for the car chase and cool. because it's uh, it's just so good and there's no there's no lyrics, so you yeah. know it, it totally pairs perfectly with you know, I don't know you know five eighties era Crown Vicks driving around. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, right. sorry. So that was track twelve. What is track thirteen? Well, then one one good funk song deserves another. Uh, we're gonna go right into um, Apache by the Incredible Bongo Band. Ooh, because cool yeah because that song um they used it in in the trailer for snatch years and years ago and that's where i became obsessed with it um, yeah. and then every once in a while somebody working in uh tv commercials has an ounce of media literacy and they'll throw it into their commercials <laughs> and i get to hear it and i'm like yes Yes, it's Apache again! Somebody else knows this <laughs> song, you know. I love it. Love it! Yeah, that it's song so is good. so and it's such a powerhouse of a song. Yeah. So yeah, Apache. And you know what? I'm Talk not gonna to waste any more time on it. it. Jump on yeah. it. Jump yeah. Jump on I'm, it. It's so good. I'm not going to even I'm not going to even like waste any more time on it just because like if you don't know that song by now go oh, dig man. it up on on, on whatever up. preferred audio media platform you use and just <laughs> fall in love. Yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely one that I could listen to for hours. I think that was yeah. on one of the Just Dance games. We had a couple ah. of those Wii games, Just Dance when the, when the kids <laughs> were little and right. oh man, they loved. I think that was one of them. Oh That's, man! I, All right, I'm psyched yeah. now. That made me. <laughs> We're into the groove now, man. All right, so now it's like, okay, I'm running out of tracks. I gotta start Uh-oh. making cuts. Uh-oh. All right, so for track 14, coming out of them. All right, now I okay. No, that one's definitely my last. That's yeah. my 20. I'm saving my All 20. Right. All right. I think I will follow that with one more in that vein. Okay. I'm going to do, and I think I've talked about it, speaking of songs that were sampled for big, cool rap songs, Mm -hmm. uh, I think I talked about it uh, like 10 episodes ago or so. Yeah. Uh, 
Jezahel by Shirley Bassey. Bassey, Bassey. Yeah! Shirley Bassey, I think? The song that uh, Public Enemy sampled for Harder Than You Think. Okay. It's just the horns keep going up and up and up and up and up. The horns are going into the stratosphere, and it's so good. And Shirley Bassey's going, Jazz hell. Oh, it's so good. You're just like, yes, more so actually, horns. I'm, I'm super duper glad that you mentioned Shirley Bassey because my my youngest daughter, she's been um, uh, pumping me for uh, famous artists, uh, women artists, women singers, um, uh, jazz singers particularly because she's, she's on this big mm. jazz kick right now. And we did um, that. Th- we we've done three to four nights where we've we've basically listened to the Nina Simone discography, which is oh, amazing. Oh yeah. And and there's no reason not to. But um, yeah, I she every once in a while she does look at me as you know I'm I'm getting settled in there to you know kind of hang out with her as she falls asleep and she goes, "Do you have anybody new? Uh, is there Aww. what's what's next?" You know, because she's she's really been enjoying this rotation of new artists. I, I, I walk in and kind of magically pull out of, you know. Yeah, I'm like, what about Charles Mingus? You know, what about um, uh, um, Duke Ellington? You know, and, and then I just search it on uh, iTunes and then bloom. You know, we're listening to like, you know, 30 to 40 songs by them. But yeah, so I'm totally it. doing Shirley Bassey the next or Bassey the next time that I go in there. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. heard Basie. I'm gonna assume maybe it's it is Basie. Basie. I, I I defer to whomever I mean, I comes along know. after we, us and corrects us. <laughs> yeah, we said it both ways about half and half, so we were yeah. right fifty percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've equally All covered right. our butts. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that so Jezza Hell Jezza is Hell. done, and you are on track fifteen. Track fifteen. All right. Ah, uh, let's see here. Hmm. 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 What are we gonna do? I see an easy one to follow that one, but I want to see if there's any other ones that I want to do. Um, maybe uh, I think I'm gonna deviate from the one that I was gonna do a minute ago um, because we had talked about Nina Simone. I was gonna do a Nina Simone song, but I had um, a Nina Simone song too. But I was like, nah. Yeah. I mean, I love her. Yeah. I love her so much, but yeah. it's it's mellow, and I my mixtapes have to be up. Right. I am going to do uh, a time honored favorite for you and I. Uh, so it's going to it's not going to be new to us, but it'll, hopefully it'll be new to someone else listening. Um, Baro Foro by Gogo Bordello off of the yes. album Multi Contra Culti versus Irony. Uh, yes. So this song has a has very Epic. personal meaning for Dan and I uh, because Dan and I, and I, might, I might be getting this wrong. Uh, this is where you know 20 years of um, uh, raising children and and, and uh, putting money into fixing the plumbing in a house may have obscured <laughs> some of these memories but if I remember correctly you and I were on stage jumping and dancing and bouncing around with with Gogol Bordello for this song and they never stopped and it's because <laughs> the song is designed to you 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 do uh, this the, the song itself um, and it's like maybe a three verse song 
and then yeah. they they pause, and then the violinist jumps back in. And on, on you go, and you're stuck for the at next this point. forty-five minutes. Yeah, you're stuck in this this fugue as they repeat the chorus over and over and over again. And yeah. it's, it's it's an instrumental. Uh, yeah, chorus, that's totally a, that's a totally what it is. You enter a fugue state. Yes. Yeah, totally. and and it just goes and it goes and it goes and it's designed to it's designed to end the night. It's designed to bring the house down. They played at the end of uh, the two to three shows that we went to go see Gogo Bordello at. Yeah. Um, you're, you're deaf by the end of it. <laughs> you're physically exhausted from jumping and bouncing around to Barofora yeah. by the end of it. But then you walk out sweat drenched, impossible to hear anything. And, you know, you're, you're kind of barely articulating sounds that sound like, yes, I would like to go to Waffle House. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you get on the metro so, and you smile yeah. all the way home. Yeah, and you just beam. Yeah, it, it was it, God Almighty. As <laughs> the well, sweat it was, evaporates off of you in the January yeah. cold. <laughs> yeah, um, there's there's a great line by Hunter S. Thompson uh, that I always love, where he he refers to um, being there in that corner of time, in that place in the world, and that's that's mm. what I think of when I think of Barofora. That's a very warm memory. That was amazing, yeah. and and that yeah. show is amazing. That song is amazing. Every time that it comes on, I can't help but think about uh, just jumping and dancing and bouncing around like a lunatic as that whole band passed the bass drummer around. Yeah, um, yeah this, one of the this, dancers yeah. gets on the bass drum and the yep. the and crowd surf sitting on a yep. bass drum. Right, and so the crowd moves the bass drum around the the, the just the the seething, thralling, roaring crowd is moving yeah. this bass drum around while she leans over her bass drum and beats the shit out of it. It was so yeah. amazing. Talk oh about a tour God. de force, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. a a very very sweet spot in my heart. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, good call. Thank you, sir. I good call. It. Yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> after that, after that, I'm gonna switch gears entirely. Okay. Oh. I have a. Uh, do I want to do another hard transition? I have another like thirty second goofy transition song, or I could just shift over to rock. I'm going because it's such a slow it Barifaro falls apart and gradually As it's disassembles yeah. itself it yeah. disassembles itself so yeah. I'm going to go to the shift genres real quick I'm going to do the first track of the first album by Supergrass Where the Strange Ones Go Where the Strange Ones Go by Supergrass Okay, Like, totally fine song, yeah. but about two minutes into it, it starts to end, 
And then it <laughs> continues ending for another two minutes. And it just nice. ends and ends and ends and ends. So it's kind of a, the same thing as Barafar. It just keeps right. ending. But it's oh, so nice. high energy and serotonin flowing. Right. And it's so, it's just so much fun. They were Supergrass. I was a big fan of the uh, of their first three records. I I, I kind of stopped following them, so I don't know if the four and five and six were good, but um, I'm sure they were. They were a good band, but I knew they they were getting more and more in the like psychedelic oasis feel. Yeah. But that first record, I should Coco. Um, had uh, in uh, you know in Clueless we are young we are free yeah yep. that's yep. them that's off that same record yeah, yeah. they also um, do pumping up your stereo you I love pumping up your stereo do, 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 yeah. Do, do, yeah yeah I, I was, I'm actually was, super glad that you mentioned them because I realize now looking at them that's an entire discography I haven't lost myself in yet so I'm totally looking yeah. forward to like typing them in on uh, iTunes and then just losing myself in them. Yeah. So that's awesome. I love Richard the Third is so good. I just, oh, there's so many good songs. Mary is a good song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. There's just, there's a million. I'm just, I'm All such right. a big fan of those, of, of the ones that I know of them. But right. yeah, uh, Where the Strange Ones Go. So yeah, it's a, that kind of stuff for the last like two minutes of that song is how track 16 is ending I dig it go for it all right, so track 17, what you got? Um, you only, you have two more. You have 17 and 19. You only two left. 17 and 19. Hmm. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to do um, a Blue Oyster Cult song. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, hat tip to uh, Chris Locke, who... Um, got me set up with basically a metric fuck ton of Blue Oyster yeah. Cult CDs and MP3s years and years ago. I expressed remote interest. I, I kind of liked um, Don't Fear the Reaper and um, what was the other one? Burning For You. And he was like, oh man, mm. I love them. Hold on just a second. And, you know, like an hour, maybe, you know, two hours later, you know, he dropped... <laughs> everything in my hands you know from blue that's awesome because that was that era you know it's the era of you know swapping everything on usb sticks and cds <laughs> um but yeah so um i think i'm gonna do cities on flame with rock and roll by blue oyster cult which cool. um it's, i'm sitting there going so, is it gonna be godzilla is it gonna be godzilla <laughs> i mean we could do godzilla because that one's freaking awesome but i'm nah, man it's your song you do yeah. whatever your heart desires and the only reason that I like Cities on Flame with rock and roll is because um, it fits into that very um, uh, 80s era of um, storytelling about um, 
you know, like rock and roll is 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 you know more than uh, rock and roll is this you know great subsuming monster that's made up of you know this amorphous mass of people in leather jackets and long hair, and it's it's coming <laughs> to destroy you. Blue Oyster Cult as a, an entire um, uh, band. You know, I, I don't say this as a diss on them, but generally they are, you know, they're not going as hard as like Slayer, right? Or yeah. as hard as like Megadeth. But yeah. their lyrics are fantastic. And it's the fact that the lyrics are kind of nuanced and, and they make you go, wait, what did you just say? You know, <laughs> that's the stuff yeah. that I really like about them. So, um, and yeah, sort of musically, there's such a good bridge between... Yeah sort of 70s classic rock radio and something like television, early talking heads, the, the art rock right. stuff that was going on at, at the same time, the like mid to late 70s. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a, it's a they're good a really... bridge to be like, oh, you like this? Try this. Oh, you like this? Maybe go right. further down this well. Yeah, they're, they're a very interesting transition point between between uh prog rock uh between rush and yes uh into uh hard rock and heavy metal you know kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. before like megadeth black sabbath slayer they're they're kind of if, if there's a slider bar uh, blue oyster called it's kind of sitting solidly in the middle um mm-hmm. but they're still they're good shit and and yeah i really like cities on flame with rock and roll the one that was uh that that i was also thinking about doing was burning for you and that's just because I was going to maybe, you know, let it get a little bit slower. But um, uh, I, I like I, I think I'm going to go with uh, cities on flame with rock and roll. Yeah, that's going to be it. <laughs> I like it. All right. So I at my penultimate track, track 18. Yeah. Um, I found another palate cleanser I might add. I'm definitely doing one of these two short palate cleansers. Okay. I'm going to do... Uh, yeah. I'm going to do... So, uh, in the 80s, uh, Dave Letterman, uh, Late Night, they did uh, the Late Night Anthem, which was like a parody of the like really heartfelt corporate songs like the I'd like to teach the world to sing oh yeah a song right right but it's all like how uh, the lyrics are like uh, and late night is the reason our forefathers fought with pride (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so like over the top and stupid about how like late night TV shows you know late night with David Letterman is the meaning of America right. and <laughs> what, what we're fighting for, right. for the children okay. and the oh, future. It. <laughs> it's so stupid. It. And on the fifth anniversary, they had that song sung by Tom Jones. Oh, wow. And the, the late night band and the horns were the horn section from Tower of Power and oh the backup God. singers were like Bonnie Raitt and um, um, oh god, uh, I'm totally Patty, not LaBelle, the other Patty. Lupone? 
I think so. Maybe yeah. it was Patty the Boat. Anyway, but it was this like incredible pile wow. of talent. Wow. Singing this dumbest song in the world. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. looking forward to digging that one up it's so funny and stupid (laughs) and it's like and it's tom jones singing from his guts you know so change the channel change your life (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm super excited to go listen to that now yeah all right it's so funny so hat tip since you mentioned tower of power to um you're still a young man and what is hip which are uh, honorable Ooh, mentions. Great but, songs. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. Ba, 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 what is it? Yeah. I love that. That sixteenth note bass line. Right. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Track nineteen. What's your last song, Aaron? Last song. Your last one, and I got a last one. Ooh. Okay. Um, it's a it's a open range because we yeah. we just uh, we just faded out on a power ballad, so yeah. you can do anything. Give me a second to think here. I'm I'm trying to decide what I want to finish with because uh, I've got. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do anything from that. Let me look over at this playlist for a second here. What are we gonna finish with? You got a you got a closer. I got a closer. Um, hmm. And no pressure, because my my closer is the greatest song ever written. So, <laughs> so it, don't worry about yours measuring up, because it won't. <laughs> wow, you're just gonna you're gonna pull it right out of your I'm pants just, and throw it right on the table, huh? Yeah. All right. I'm um, Lyndon Johnsoning you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh God! All right, give me a second here. You know I'm seeing a bunch of good ones, but I'm still. Uh, no, that's too hackneyed. Um, let's see here. What are we gonna finish with? What are we gonna finish with? Oh man, there's a bunch of good ones here. Um, and we'll. I'm gonna. You know I'd what? like to make it a, an annual thing, yeah. so you can save yeah. some for next year. I'm definitely saving yeah. some for next year. Right. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting. I, I see two good contenders here. Um. Let's let's end with um. Man, I see like four that I'm really tempted to end with at this point. Yeah, let's end with... Uh, okay, I know what we're going to end with. Um, we're going to end with Oasis. Um, fucking in the Bushes uh, from the Snatch Hell yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love that yeah. song. Gah! Gah! 
Yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna end with because um, that way, at least on my side, you go out on a high note. Um, Snatch had a, a heck of an impact on on young eager Mr. Aaron years and years and years ago. It was a heck of a oh, film. Yeah. Uh, uh, cinematic powerhouse. Uh, music was great. The the video is great. Um, the the antihero story was great. But just that scene where Brad Pitt is getting the snot beaten out of him, uh, and they play oh, yeah. this while he's trying to get up. It keeps falling down. And the guy keeps waving at him to go down in the fourth, and he doesn't because he's like this ridiculously strong dude out of the uh, trailer parks on the north side of Britain, and he just yeah. wails on the guy. Yeah, so that's it's yeah, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, I love everything about that movie and everything about that song. Yeah, that is yeah. by far my favorite Oasis song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you think so you're good. good? You think you're destroyed? Well, you go to hell. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So that's what we're gonna. That's and what that I'm guitar gonna riff. Yeah. Oh, it's so fuzzy and heavy. I'm like, Oasis. Yeah. Why couldn't you be like this all the time? <laughs> right, right. Why'd you right. have to drop acid and go to space, guys? Yeah, I, I, I you know, fake plastic trees is good, but man, you guys sure. could have done four more. Of those of songs analogous in the same vein as fucking in the bushes, and I could have called you guys <laughs> one of my favorite bands. But yeah. as, as it is, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. And I, I'm not yeah, okay with is... computer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that, that is one of the songs that appeared on my early 2000s mixtapes, uh, mix yeah, CDs. Yeah. It was like probably every third mix CD had that on it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't legends. escape it. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Um, all, all right. right. Last track. Yeah. Yeah. What we are Level the ground. Leave a crater. What's our last track here? Lee Moses. Bad girl. Done. Lee Moses. Bad girl. Do you know Why this song? I might have gone, I might have talked to you about it for three hours at a time until you were like, please leave me alone. I get it. It's the greatest song ever made. Well, there was also a, there was also this era of missing time in both <laughs> your and my life where uh, we were both uh, child sleep deprived and we were there bringing is that. the kids to visit with each other. And there is quite possibly like, five to seven hour chunks of conversation that you and I have had where I've completely <laughs> lost them because I was yeah. making sure that, you know, in the other half of my mind, I was like paying attention, uh, with, with, uh, uh, bated breath to the baby monitor to make sure my kids didn't wake up. So there's right, a high right, likelihood right. you've told me about this song and I've completely <laughs> forgotten about it. In which case I do apologize. Lee Moses. So bad Lee girl. Moses. And it's not, it's not the same bad girl, like, it's not the same bad girl as the uh, Billy Eilish. She does bad guy, right? No, no, no. I'm a different bad song. guy. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not that. Song. This is from okay, like 1970, song. 69, oh, okay. something like that. Okay. And right. Lee Moses, he put out, I think, just one record, maybe a second one. Uh, and there were a lot of covers. He covered uh, California Dreamin', and he covered, I think, Hey Joe, some Hendrix okay. song. 
Um, but this song, and it, it showed up on a couple soundtracks. Um, I think it was in an episode of Girls is where a lot of people heard it. All right. Um, and I think that is where someone heard it and played it on WRIR as I was driving the kids to school one morning, okay. maybe eight years ago. And it's, it is just this soul song that punches you in the face and then stomps on your kidneys and then hugs you dearly while you cry. It's so (laughs) good. And he's like, uh, this is a song about a bad girl. And the whole thing is, is he's in love with this, this girl everyone tells her that everyone tells him that she's bad because she does what she wants and she doesn't yeah. conform to their whatever and but then the chorus comes in and the horns are blasting the horns okay. are like like distorting the mics they're blaring nice. so big all the mics are distorted Nice. And the drum beat is this, uh, it, he'll do like a regular drum beat, but then he'll do a kind of like James Brown, boom, ba, boom, boom, ba, right. ba, 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 Oh ba, man, I'm ba, so looking forward to this. But in that chorus, Lee Moses, you feel his heart burst out of his chest. He's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> And it was originally an A-side and a B-side, and some saint on YouTube mixed it so it's one long, or it was like a part one and a part two, and it was the A and B-side of the single, of the 45, and so someone mixed it into like a four-minute, and he like did the levels, so as one fades out, the other fades in, and and it's all like leveled out. Oh, cool. And it just kills me i have sat and listened to that song on repeat for like an hour and a half at a time oh my god i'm so lucky i am obsessed (laughs) obsessed with this song it is so good and it's just it is the best kind of drumming the best kind of bass playing the best kind of guitar the best kind of horns the best kind of singing everything about it is the best nice awesome just your heart explodes while you listen to it and yeah and the guy he you know he was one of these Lee Moses he's one of these guys if you knew about stuff you loved him but he never got the like mass attention mm-hmm. and you know he he never got to be like I'm just gonna live off the royalties he you know he had to keep right. working right. He, he ended up being like a clerk or something I don't know but mm. It's ugh, it's a shame because he's just it's the best song I've ever heard in my life. He killed with it, and then he just went back into the rest of the real world, real life. Yeah, I mean, you know, he went around touring and opening for cool bands and everything. But I mean, mm-hmm. after a few years, he's not like, you know, it's not like Ray Charles or something where it's like, oh, right. cool, he's touring again. Right. I'm gonna like catch Ray him Charles at the, the arena. Yeah, right. You know, he's not Elton John doing his yeah. his 49th farewell tour. <laughs> it's 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 like. 
damn. This is it. I've really done this time. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Grab me my flamingo hat. (laughs) Sorry. But uh, yeah, like if he got a little bit more of a spotlight, he could have he could have been a household name because he's just Mm. that powerful and it's just the best. And that is a it's a fade out and it's a great song to go out on. That's awesome. Now I will ask because I do I did bring something up as a, a, a potential for secret track because if we're talking about mixtapes <laughs> it was that era but I'm not I'm not going to force it on you I'm just going to ask <laughs> gent, uh, gently and tenderly do you want to sneak a secret track in or are you like uh uh-uh, uh we're not doing that No cuz we don't have time because Barafaro used up 9 minutes <laughs> We, it's a seventy-four okay. minute CD, man. Okay. You only have, right. you right. only have, right. you know, six hundred or eight hundred megabytes to. All right, all right, that's use. fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to burn to the end of the disc. Yeah, I got That's you. Right. All right. If if less than thirty seconds to spare. All right, cool. We made it. <laughs> all right, cool. It'll be interesting to time out these songs and see how close to seventy-four minutes we got will be kind of neat yeah and and it would also be now i'm like i i'm, I'm visualizing in the far back of the house i've got a uh a, um usb cd rw plus a bunch of cdrs that are sitting around and i'm considering mm. plugging it in and actually burning this and listening to it there you go or maybe passing it on to the girls and being like here you want to listen to some good music for once instead of uh <laughs> playing remixes in roblox forty thousand times that's mean of me i'm being very old man about that so yeah well okay so yeah we'll put it on youtube and that is in the show notes we'll make a youtube playlist and uh now that you know what everything is you can listen to it or maybe you've been going track by track who cares you're a individual human being with thoughts and feelings you're self-actualized i don't have to tell you this or are you there is the possibility that the oh crap that's right you're not yeah, Damn the it. mental entity that is digesting this information may be uh, one of the multiple extensions of the uh, uh, amorphous, anomalous AI uh, singularity that is uh, uh, digesting all of this in order to learn how to be more human. In which case, you have made excellent music choices, Mr. Robot. Yes, good job. <laughs> yes. Modopple. Yeah, yeah. Machine organism designed only for passive listening. Yes. Modoppel. <laughs> Love it. That Modoc show is really good with Pat Oswalt. I gotta, I gotta go it's check good. that out. Oh, it's Pat Oswalt's doing the voice. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, the robot chicken guys. So it looks nice. like robot chicken. It's yeah, really funny. Yeah, because we saw some teasers for it. All right, all right. We're gonna have to watch it now. Nice. All right, all right. All right. Well, we are. We're like an hour and 40, 40 minutes, something like that. And so yeah, Sweet. we should probably cut it out so we, we can keep it cool. to one episode. Let's do it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's our first anniversary uh, playlist. Yeah, and that was fun as hell to do. And I'm really glad that you came up with this idea. Um, you know, I, when when we put this up, we'll see if maybe we can do uh, kind of the FCC six second rule, and and we'll maybe drop little tiny snippets in. Um, but we'll also have the YouTube playlist, so you can try listening through the entire thing. Hopefully, it. Uh, it does uh, for you what music always does for Dan and I, which is uh, it creates a, uh, a little pocket uh, black hole obsession 
that you go down where you <laughs> learn about the music, then you learn about the band, and then you learn about the history, and you come back up and you go, oh my god, I can't believe how yeah. interconnected all of this is. It's amazing, yeah. you know. Why is the sun coming up? That's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I know all about this band, and I know its history, and I know that a certain band member got shot, but the birds are singing. Well, okay, whoops. Oh, crap, <laughs> I guess I gotta get the kids off to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, hey, that was fantastic, and thank you for thinking. Yeah, about that was this fun, idea, Dan. I really liked it. Um, so you're singing us out, right? Yeah, I got the outro music. All right, man, knock it out. Bada, <laughs>